You are now listening to Slingshots and Swords. When you're talking about fighting as it is Girls. with no rubber, real fighting, well then baby, you better train every part of your body and get all your energy there and make this into a weapon. The Lord of Hosts shall defend them and they shall devour and subdue with sling stones. But the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged What's up and welcome to the Slingshots and Swords podcast. This is the only podcast focused on discussing the battles we as Christian men face daily while learning how to effectively use the tools of warfare the Lord has provided for us. Excellent. An article by the Associated Press recently highlighted a powerful image that captured an iconic moment in American history, the mugshot of former President Donald Trump. In other news, Southern California was hit hard by heavy snowfall, while there has been a trend of smash-and-grab robberies, and longtime Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away. Additionally, there were numerous shooting incidents across the country during Fourth of July celebrations, uh, resulting in the loss of several lives and injuries to over 60 people. Interestingly, all of these events have been linked to Bible prophecy, which is essentially a message from God. While this may seem far-fetched, we'll discuss what typically doesn't get brought up on a Sunday morning or in your weekly small group, the imminent return of Christ, and how Bible prophecy ties all of this together. I'm James, and I'm co-hosting with my mellow, my main man, Pastor B-Side. Together, we're going to try and provide a unique perspective on ministry, community, and culture from a pastoral standpoint. We're all fighting a battle of the mind that's deeply rooted in our spirituality, so it's essential to keep an eye out for the sneaky tactics that our opponent uses, like stereotypes and societal norms, and to be ready to overcome them while staying true to our beliefs. It's go time. Let's get it. Slingshots and swords. Round one. Fight. So I got my mellow, my main man, B. What's up, fam? What's up, how dude? it how it do? We chilling. What you doing? What you wearing? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> that could get crooked real quick. <laughs> I know, no, no kidding, right? You know, drips drips gotta always be fresh. You know, they don't see us on camera. You know, no, but for you sure know, though, gotta be fresh. Yep, right? yep. Be rocking in built basics. Hey man, so, you know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and that's probably like one of those shameless plugs of like, we'll reach out to them later. Right. Hey, we mentioned you on our show. Right. Can we get some gear? <laughs> right. Hey, I'll take it. They ain't cheap. Uh, right. They hey, good? I'll take it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. Yep, yep. Hey, so, you know, <clears throat> we're, we're rounding the corner of the end of the year. Right. Which is... Yeah, it's kind of you know, crazy. I think we talk about this every year, right? Everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the year. Dude. It's like, yeah, but time's been going. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I, I just got a call about Thanksgiving turkeys. Yeesh. And I was like, um, yeah, yeah not talking about Thanksgiving. Right. Like, we're not quite there <laughs> yeah, yet, right? But we are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, right? Yeah. But it, it kind of reminded me, though, about, again, how quickly time, especially this time of the year, no kidding. really starts to move, right? Yep. It just starts to hum. And, and I think what's cool with you, you know, typically you bring up a lot of Bible prophecy regularly in your Bible studies each week, right? For sure. And, and, and when you look at the world and see how fast it's moving, 
um, and compare it to scripture, you know, I feel like it really kind of opens your eyes a bit, yeah, right? It should. <laughs> I mean, you know, so I thought it would be really, really dope for us to have this conversation for this episode yes, and sir. just kind of see really what that that looks like, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm doing my my Google searches and all that stuff, right? Uh, so I took a look at what's happened so far this year, mm-hmm. and I only actually looked at the U.S. Okay. So I just stayed in the states. I didn't go outside. Mm-hmm. And here are some of the headlines we've seen in the news mm-hmm. just this last year in our country. So from January so till now, till till now, yeah. till yeah, up until through where we're at now. Right. So check this out, man. And I'm just gonna go through this list. Yeesh. So be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so. Uh, US, uh, a U.S. teacher shot by her six-year-old student in Virginia. Yeesh. Chinese surveillance balloon <laughs> shot down by a U.S. fighter jets off the seaboard after drifting across the U.S. for days and igniting a political storm. Yep, remember that so one. So these are headlines, yeah. obviously, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys all remember that yeah. one for sure. Uh, California Silicon Valley Bank, the main bank of tech startups, collapsed at a, after a sudden bank run and credit crisis, and it ended up being the largest U.S. bank fail since 2008. Eesh. Right. U.S. Supreme Court, uh, they ruled on the abortion pill that can actually remain widely available, so it blocked a ban that the Texas U.S. District Judge you know, put out sure. before. Uh, Jeffrey Hinton, uh, the godfather of AI, oh, yeah. resigns from Google <laughs> to that. speak out about, right, and this is what's crazy. He spoke out about the dangers of AI, <laughs> eliminating jobs and creating a world where many may not be able to know what is true anymore. Eesh. I was like, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> then we, <laughs> this, you know, this is the food world. Yeah. So the U.S. approves chicken made from animal cells. So the country's first lab-grown meat aimed at reducing harm to animals and the environment. <laughs> Never mind the harm that it does to people and just how gross that right. sounds. Lab-grown meat. Yeah, don't mind meat. that. That's right. horrible. Like, I'm going to still go. I want the chicken. I want the chicken. That I can see moving around, right. flapping around, and I'm, oh I'm good with that still. Uh, and then uh, uh, the city of Phoenix, so Arizona, saw a high temperature of 108 which ended their heat record of 31 consecutive days of temperature at or above 110 degrees. And they broke that by 101 straight days. Yeah, 31 straight days. Wow. I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. You you better, your AC better stay ready. Right. (laughs) And on and fixed and all that stuff, right? That's brutal. Um, and then we saw the wildfires, right? Yeah. You know, on the Hawaiian island of Maui. Yep. Killed at least about 97 people and then really destroyed the historic town of Lahaina. Right. Uh, so that that was a big deal. That was crazy. Um, then we saw, and then we saw America and Iran uh, swapped <laughs> five prisoners, <laughs> each in an agreement that also allowed the release of $6 billion yeah. in Iranian oh, oil goodness. revenue. Like, right. And then... Your boys in sync is back at it, and they dropped a new track. Oh man, and it's a banger! Yeah, you know what I mean. So go check it out, peep it. You know, maybe we'll feature it on the show. Uh, but probably not. Though. But all that to say, be right. Like you know, we could kind of yeah. chuckle and laugh, but right. but this is real stuff, and so many people like caught up in it. Yeah, right? uh, their headlines or in the thick of it, yeah. or were affected mm-hmm. by it. I mean, these are all real things, right? 
so so again be you know you know what what is bible prophecy you know why does it tie into all of these things that i just mentioned above yeah and and that's the thing because it depends on who you're talking to right like bible prophecy is one of those situations where um, there's there's a lot of different spectrums and dynamics to it because mm-hmm. some people right, will right. reach for current events like this to try to tie them in as prophetic and really do some scriptural gymnastics types things to like impress upon people the importance of Bible's prophecy. And you, you don't really need to do that like that. That prophecy speaks for itself if you know what it is. So to some people, Bible prophecy is like like a prediction of the future, right? Uh, to some people, Bible prophecy is like just a fairy tale. But when you look at what the Bible itself says about Bible prophecy, it's it's really neither of those things. So what Bible prophecy actually is, is it, it certainly deals with the future, but it's not a, a prediction in, in the human sense or in the traditional sense that we would think of it, like, you know, predicting the outcome of a game or something like that. So mm-hmm. we can okay. we can yeah. summarize, you know, the, the biblical concept of, of prophecy by saying that it's the revelation that God the Father provides to us through his word concerning the future plans he has to reveal the glory of Jesus as the Son of God and the Messiah. So really in the sense, you know, it deals with the future, right? So, sure. so because it yeah. involves, right, it, it involves things that God said he's going to do, but but hasn't done yet. Right. And so and for that reason, a lot of people consider Bible prophecy, they'll use the word prediction to kind of explain what it is. But again, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a prediction in the normal way we would think of that because Bible prophecy isn't based on God's guess about what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Where we predict yeah, things, yeah. that's <laughs> essentially what it is. Yeah. So it's not like he's processing data and some algorithm to give us some statistical analysis like, you know, the suggestion for your fantasy pick this week. You know, prophecy, <laughs> you know, is based on how the Lord exercises his supreme wisdom and control to fulfill the things that he says are going to happen because he's going to make them happen. And so that's why they're not guesses. It's more like God's, you know, itinerary. So then how does that, uh, you know, really relate to the things that I mentioned before with all of those crazy headlines? Well, it's crazy because, you know, a lot of those headlines are actually not those particular things in those exact ways, but conceptually and, and in terms of principles, you know, they're mentioned in the Bible as events that are going to happen and they're going to kind of climax in intensifying fashion um, in the time frame the Bible calls you know, the last days. Yeah, and I, and I like that you mentioned that because, I mean, we've heard that term growing up as kids. Oh, for sure. You know, teenagers, you know, young adults, yeah. and now adults. I mean, I don't know what after comes after adults. You right. Know, but yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> we just old. So, you know, right. You know, old heads. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so so let's dive into that a little bit. You know, what what are the last days? And it's, it's so funny you say that because, like, in the Bible, it makes the concept of the last days really, really simple. And we as people make it really, really complicated. You know, I think all those time frames that you mentioned where we heard the phrase last days, we always mm-hmm. got a different explanation of what that was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and for it sure. usually started to connect more to what Hollywood said the last days was and less to what the Bible says. <clears throat> but if you look at Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, you get a very clear description of what the last days is. And there it describes the time frame of the last days beginning when Jesus came into the world the first time and it ends when he comes back. And so it's based on the change that God makes and how he reveals things to us based on what he's going to do to judge sin and then bless his people who come to him by faith, receiving his offer of forgiveness. 
So what it says in Hebrews chapter one is that in times past, God spoke to us by, or spoke to the fathers, I should say, which would be the, the Jewish patriarchs by the prophets. And we know who they are because they're listed as books in the Bible in the Old Testament. So, but then it distinguishes a change where it says that in these last days, the father speaks to us by his son, referring to Jesus. And the testimony of John chapter one tells us that Jesus is the word of God. So that's the shift where he spoke by the right, prophets right. at one connection. time. Now we have the full counsel of God's word today. So it involves all the, the last days involves all of the history of the New Testament era all the way up to our modern time. And then would also include the time frame dealing with the rapture of the church. And then what takes place after that, which okay. is the seven yep, year yep. tribulation period. And then the last days would end after the tribulation period which is when the second coming of Jesus takes place. Yeah, so, you know, we we know, you know, me and you know that, right. you know, Bible prophecy is very important, right? Yes, so sir. <laughs> just the context, as I mentioned, you know, you really do a good job of going through that with us, right, in studies. Mm -hmm. But but us as Christian men, um, you know, my thought is like, yeah, what what should be like our perspective? You know, like what, what does that look like when it comes to the terms of like Bible prophecy? Yeah, and what's cool about that is how you frame that in terms of our responsibility as Christian men, right? Because Bible prophecy is important to everybody. But as yeah, Christian yeah. men, we have a little bit of a different or should have a little bit of a different attitude about this. So I think you can summarize the importance of Bible prophecy as a whole across the board. You know, again, whether a man, woman, you know, boy or girl, whatever, in this one verse from Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, and what it says there is, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So based on what that verse says, Bible prophecy is part of the DNA of Jesus and, and vice versa, right? So we can't really understand Jesus and how to fully know him if we're not handling Bible prophecy like we would any other portion of scripture showing how important this subject really is, you know? Yeah, and, and I think if, you know, again, we don't study prophecy, you know, we're we're leaving a lot of holes and gaps For sure. when it comes to the identity of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? So, so if that's true, what version of Jesus are we actually getting? Right, that's you know, a I problem. Think that's the question and the thought, right? Yeah. So we definitely are going to see more of a corrupt and mm -hmm. uh, definitely an incomplete one. Yeah. <laughs> and and we see that. Mm -hmm. uh, yet, as Christian men, you know, we, we tell people that this is our Lord and Savior and we love and serve him. So, so how can we say we love and serve him if we're knowingly ignoring certain things about his testimony? Right. And so that, that can be a big problem, right? So, you know, going back to the focus in terms of how we handle Bible prophecy as Christian men, I would say especially there's an issue mm -hmm. with what mm -hmm. you just said, because, you know, the scriptures show that we as Christian men are supposed to be the leaders of our, of our homes and our communities. And, you know, we're supposed to be good spiritual examples in the workplace. And whether that's for a Christian boss or a secular industry, it doesn't really matter. That's our jobs as Christian men is to not just be salt and light as any general Christian, but again, we have a certain quality of leadership that the Lord has appointed to us. And so our understanding and our witness and testimony of the full counsel of the word and the full scope of Jesus's identity is really, really important. I mean, how can we lead properly like we're supposed to and give a good testimony of Jesus at home or in the workplace? If we only know part of who he is, like you were saying, you know, how, how can we right, lead right. and give an accurate representation of Jesus 
if we don't know the full testimony of Jesus based on what the word provides for us from cover to cover? You know, how would you serve him if you don't know the full testimony of who he is? And then why would you do it with urgency the way the scriptures command if we don't know the nearness of what he's going to do next? And all of that stuff is covered in Bible prophecy, right? Yeah, and, 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 and I think, you know, we get wrapped up in, in things like we hear, you know, love God, you know, love people, right. you know, and things like that. Yeah, but for but sure. as to your point, you know, and I think we can, this will probably be our last point for, for this particular episode, but, you know, again, how is Bible prophecy applicable to everyday life? Because I, I get those terms, you know, love God, love people, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we get the full depth of that. Right. <laughs> so, so how do we talk about it again in our homes, in our workplaces, and especially in our churches? Right, because when you use those phrases and only those phrases to kind of, you know, describe the essence of your ministry, loving God and loving people, it's like, okay, th- that's true, but does that version of love account for the prophetic side of God's mm-hmm. love? Because the prophetic side of God's love is pretty in-depth and pretty gnarly. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, so in order sure. to give all the good things and the benefits of his love to his people, he's got to do these other things that prophecy talks about dealing with the destruction of sin, right? And of judgment. And that's a big part of who he is. But to your point, you know, in making it applicable to life, Bible prophecy isn't one of those things all the time where it's easy to see where the application yeah. connection is, right? So, I mean, well, let's take a look at some of the things that you mentioned before, some of those headlines, right? So I think you could summarize all of those crazy things into like three categories, right? So you have issues dealing with violence, you have issues dealing with pride, and then you got all that crazy weather stuff. Um, I think NSYNC kind of stands on its own in its own special category, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. But What's let's up, JT? At, right. You know how I <laughs> JT money. So, you know... It, Let's look at some some verses real quick and see what the Lord himself has to say about how we should respond to the fulfillment of these things. Yeah, We're not going to tell you how to apply these things to the to your life. We'll let the Bible do that because I feel like they're probably, you know, mm-hmm. the Lord is more <laughs> adept and better equipped <laughs> to tell you how to live your life yeah. than I think you would right. be are. So, <laughs> you know, when, when you're talking about violence, my mind goes right to Matthew chapter 24, verse 37, where Jesus said that the days right before the beginning of that seven-year tribulation period, which would be right before the rapture of the church, since the rapture comes first, those days would be like the days of Noah. Well, if you go back in scripture to understand what the days of Noah were like, in Genesis chapter six, verse five, the Bible says that God saw how there was only evil in the hearts of people Continually. <laughs> that mess is kind of yeah, crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And no, Genesis always yeah. hits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only evil continually. Yeah. Like, that's saying something, you know? So, where today people say, oh, people are generally good. That's not what God sees. So, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 11, it says that God looked at the world and saw that it was filled with violence. Those are strong words there, you know? Yeah, and look at I opened up with, right? Teachers getting shot by students. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Court, right? Court decisions um, in, enabling and almost encouraging abortion. Like, that's some real stuff, right? So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just seeing what the scriptures say and I'm seeing what's happening. <laughs> right. And then, and then here's the thing too is, you, you know, when you said it earlier, it came to my mind in terms of violence and how backwards our thinking is. And this is part of what is end times prophecy in terms of the Lord's observation of us is, you know, 
kids are killing adults and we're now using the legal system to make it permissible for things like abortion mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while we're also trying to use the legal system to protect the integrity of chickens and right. making <laughs> yeah. fake yeah. meat in labs to protect chickens while we got no problem with equipping people to put life to death in the womb. So when you talk about how the legal system in particular is getting involved in some of these things to support and enable these violent things, they're seemingly totally backwards in how they're using the legal system to do other things. The Bible speaks about that too. In Isaiah chapter 10, it talks about the sin that God sees. And he says that because of the extent of sin that he sees, he's going to judge the world with the great tribulation. That's what that's all about. It's a type of, of terror and horror and disaster. He says, Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortune, which they have prescribed to rob the needy of justice and take what is right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. That's some crazy wow. stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Well, so, you know, again, in other words, you know, the Lord said that in the last days, right, because that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about people would, again, use the legal system to make unrighteous things legal, even violent things. Right. So that the people who who govern the world, right, mm -hmm. can take advantage of lesser people. Right. So, so that's exactly what we're seeing now. Um, all over the world, actually, not just in the United States. Right. And then when you think of lesser people and you add the issue about what you said with the headline of abortion, that's about as lesser as you can get. And that's the extent that we're at right now. You know what I'm saying? So you also talked about the issue earlier in the year with that Chinese spy balloon. And I'm <laughs> laughing because that mess actually got kind of funny over time. You know, yeah, people were plugging did, out right? like dudes were oh, getting heated. Sure. <laughs> about, you know, when it happened, saying that we need to go to war with those dudes for spying on us and all that kind of crazy stuff. So, but what it led to since then has been kind of crazy. Like we've seen our involvement with the Russia-Ukraine war get way out of hand. I mean, to a point where just mm -hmm. this week, um, you know, and we're talking early October, you had both Britain and the United States basically saying that we're all out of money and weapons because apparently we've given it all to Ukraine and that war's still going on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then, I mean, you had you had um, uh, Azerbaijan and, and, you know, Armenia fighting it with each other and Turkey supporting one group, Iran supporting another. Then you have Russia, Iran and Syria, you know, getting together against Israel and just recently linking up with Sudan and Libya. You know, in the last couple months, there have been like six different coups and attempts for coups, you know, government overthrows and such in different parts of Africa. You know, Israel is getting really aggressive about the terrorist activity coming out of Syria, threatening to level Damascus. And again, you mentioned things in the United States, but what that did was spark like this wave of other things that came right, right. after mm -hmm. all over the mm -hmm. world. And these are also headlines that have taken place and that are currently taking place. And Here's the thing, all of these things are mentioned in scripture. And a lot of these particular nations that I just talked about that are fighting each other are actually called out by name in the Bible written thousands of years ago. So the Lord told us about Damascus in Isaiah 17, chapter, uh, chapter 17, verse one. He told us about Russia, Iran, Turkey, Sudan, and Libya, those specific nations and a few others 
forming together against Israel like we're seeing right now in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 6, Jesus said that as days get closer to his return, the increase of wars and also rumors of wars would get bananas. I mean, he used different words, but you guys get the idea. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now in very detailed portions of scripture. They get very detailed to mention these specific nations doing exactly what we're seeing now. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we talked about the weather stuff, right, that I mentioned. Yes, uh, sir. Because that was just in the U.S. So if, if you look around the world these days, the weather is out of control oh, right man, now. Oh, man, you ain't kidding. I mean, right, literally thousands of people are, are dying every week from some type of catastrophic weather event. And 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 weather stuff is mentioned in the Bible. You right. You know what I mean? And it's crazy you say every week because that's not an overstatement. That's like statistically no. validated right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I just mentioned Matthew chapter 24, verse 6, right? Talking about the different national mm-hmm. conflicts and mm-hmm. such. Well, right, in, right. in the very next verse, here's what Jesus says. He says, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and... There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. So here, Jesus is talking about the increase in international conflicts, as well as a super high increase in ethnic tensions and violence, which we just talked about. But then, Jesus mentioned famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. And so when you ask about the weather, I mean, we have to know what Jesus meant by earthquakes. You know, will there be more earthquakes towards the end? Yes, for sure. Well, in fact, just the other day, in one day, there was a 6.3 earthquake in northeast uh, Taiwan, mm-hmm. a 5.1 in Italy, a 5.1 at the island of Georgia and Australia, mm-hmm. a 4.9 in the Philippines, a 4.8 in Russia, and a 6.3 in Japan. And that mess was in the same day. Damn, that mess is crazy. <laughs> and, and that's not even the crazy yeah. thing, because... The crazy thing is is the word that Jesus used to describe earthquakes in Matthew 24, 7. It doesn't just refer to earthquakes like you just described. The, the Greek text uses a word, it's, it's the word seismos, right? Which, you know, literally refers to an earthquake, but it's more generally speaking of a commotion that would describe earthquakes or a tempest. Yeah, and the word also, again, refers to violent storms as well, right? Right, that's exactly it. So like the storm at the Sea of Galilee, the disciples were in, right, on the boat with Jesus, and they were terrified they are going to die. The word uses that to describe a tempest, and so we're dealing with the same things. And so now, think of all the flooding, all that flooding that we've seen the last couple months. And I mean, all over the planet. I mean, mm-hmm, I just saw the other mm-hmm. day, Brooklyn was getting hammered by, I mean, it looked <laughs> right. crazy, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but if you look at like, Libya and the flooding issues that they had from that cyclone, that mess was crazy. Well, yeah, the Libyan, yeah, Red Crescent just reported that there are well over 11,000 people dead from the flood alone. Oh my God. So, right. So when we compare uh, that to scripture, some people say that that these sort of things have been happening forever and it's all it's all overblown. But but is that true? Right. I mean, yeah, it's true that there have been natural disasters, you know, forever, that there's been wars and rumors of wars and violence since the beginning, right? That's that's true. But here's here's the distinction. We have never seen things happen this rapidly, this consecutively, where you have one thing on top of the next. And so, for example, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, the Bible says that the intensifying crescendo of tragedy 
that we're seeing in the world right now, it calls this type of situation labor pains that God said would happen before he really begins pouring out judgment on the world in the great tribulation. So the labor pains lead up to a birth, right? We know that when a woman is in labor, it's intensifying pain that leads to a birth. Well, in the context of 1 Thessalonians, that birth is the birth of God's judgment through the seven-year tribulation. It's not a good thing there. And so if we think things are bad now, they're going to get much worse in much more rapid succession with things intensifying much more quickly, just like we're seeing. All right, so, you know, gentlemen, mighty men, you right. know, what, what, what do we do then, right? You know, how do us as Christian men, you know, respond to this type of stuff? So, you know, again, we said that we're not the ones qualified to give advice on application. How do we apply this to our lives? I don't have to tell you. I'll just tell you what Jesus said. So when Jesus was speaking about the last days in Luke chapter 21, he told us in Luke chapter 21, verse 28, that when we see these things begin to take place, we're supposed to look up because our redemption draws near. So what does that mean? That means that we have to have a heavenly focus because the Lord is going to absolutely dismantle everything about life as we know it on this planet. It means that we need to pay attention to the things that are taking place around us and the spiritual implications of those things. We need to make like sound decisions concerning our own lives and the lives of our families, the lives of the people around us, you know what I'm saying? To, to, to spiritually prepare anyone we can for the fulfillment of these things that are going to get worse when God judges. Yeah, and there's there's another verse, you know, in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 8, uh, dealing with the same topic of the last days. And, you know, Peter said we should be sober, vigilant, and steadfast against the devil and the evil things that are intensifying in the world. For so, sure. you know, that means we need to, right, be paying attention to this stuff as as the highest priority, which with uh, really great urgency. Right. Um, you know, we need to be protecting our, our own souls and our families, you know, from the increase of this evil. Uh, working like crazy to to warn people about these things really before it's too late. Right. And we need to, you know, we need to call a spade a spade. And when we see these things in the Bible that are clearly sinful things that God is giving the world over to before he judges, we can't, you know, embrace these things or justify them as part of our normal lifestyle. Oh, this is just the way that life is now. This mm -hmm. is the way culture mm -hmm. is. And just embrace and accept these things like it's not a big deal. Like this is just how earth works now. That's not how it is. Look, if we're seeing these labor pains, as the scriptures put them, intensifying now, it means that the suddenness of Jesus's return for his church could literally be at any moment, maybe even before this podcast stops playing. You know what I'm saying? Whether that happens or not, I'm not making a prediction. I'm just telling you what the Bible says about the suddenness and nearness of Jesus's return and the beginning of world judgment because we see these things happening. Which, like you said, James, we need to be living today like it could be our last day on earth because it could be our last day on earth. And there are a number of factors that can yep. determine that. I mean, just the other day, I saw this, you know, what looked like a kid roll into a Chinese mall and just start blasting people. You know what I'm saying? 
And so right. you don't have to be in a gang this these days to get shot. You don't have to live in hood. You don't have to be, stuff is just happening everywhere. It doesn't have to be the rapture that takes us up. I would prefer for it to be, but look, there's a lot of factors out there these days that can take any person out at any time and death does not discriminate age, sex, race, location, geography, our plans and ambitions or any of those things. So as a Christian man, are you leading people to Jesus with this understanding? Are you encouraging Christian brothers and sisters and young ones, right, to keep on trucking in our faith? Yeah, and these, you know, some just some of the takeaways, right? You know, is your mind focused on these spiritual things that have eternal consequences? Right. Or are you, you know, more focused on the issues of this life? So, so we've got to be fighting the good fight of faith. Like we know you all need to handle your business, right? Pay bills and all that normal stuff. Right. But is that it, right? Is that mm -hmm. it? You know, is that all you're living for? Is that all you're focused on? Is your mind stuck on things that are perishing literally as we speak on this episode? <laughs> right. And that's great. Like as we speak, these things are perishing and we see the evidence of it, right? If we we're honest with ourselves and and acknowledge that gut feeling of uneasiness we all have right now even as believers like we know that's true so our, our minds need to be focused on the lord right on the next step in his plans right the inevitability of the rapture and then the tribulation and all the consequences associated with those things as scripture tells us and warns us about so if you don't know what we're talking about i mean you certainly got some work to do right yeah so you know you need to pay attention to bible prophecy and study it um, if you want to know how or get some resources for some good pri uh, Bible prophecy teachers and such, uh, we got some stuff coming out, but we'll also have some good resources linked in the description of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but if you're just going to be stuck, uh, you know, on work stuff, making sure your kids are having fun, you know, fantasy football and all that kind right. of stuff, you're, you're really setting yourself up for a lot of challenges. For sure. And, and that's not to say you can't be into that stuff to some degree, but I mean, at the same time, look around. That stuff ain't going to distract you from reality. Based on what we see happening in the world today, that kind of stuff should be way down on the list of priorities, right? I mean, remember, Jesus said, look up, not look out to see if our kids are having fun, not look on your phone to see how your fantasy stack is going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> he said, look to him, look to his word, anticipating him to do what he said he's going to do. And look, the time is now. So don't get caught slipping. Make sure that you, that your family, your friends, right? Your coworkers are, are spiritually prepared for Jesus's next move because it's going to happen and it's gonna be crazy when it does. And believe it or not, as a Christian man, that's the only reason that the Lord has left you on this planet at this point in time, just like us. So we all got a man up, right? We, we need to serve him by serving the spiritual needs of others with the right kind of urgency and this kind of perspective. Amen. So make sure that you don't miss out on any episodes of Slingshots and Sword podcast by subscribing and sharing it with at least one other person. That's all we ask. Just one. Uh, our brand, <laughs> right? Just one. Our brand new website, uh, pastorbside.com is now live and offers exclusive content that we're creating to help give you more tips, tricks, tools, hacks, whatever you want to call it, uh, to put the things we talk about here into practice. You know, we're, we're really trying to load you up with good and godly stuff to win as many battles as possible. So if you're uh, a husband, a dad, uh, a son, or, or just a dude trying to figure some stuff out, we got you. Yes, sir. And so, you know, you know, we're going to load you up with them beats, too, because this kind of stuff like, yeah, we got to deal with it soberly. But hey, a good beat will help you do that because <laughs> stuff is bananas. So just put up another mix 
that I did uh, not that long ago when I first moved to Kentucky and just able to put it out. So again, stuff that you can clear your head to and give you some uplifting stuff to play in the background of whatever you got going on because life is crazy sometimes and sometimes them beats will help get us back into the place we need to be. Yeah, you know, I didn't mention, but yeah, them beats is banging in the back as always. So. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah, so again, the new website, that's where you can find all that stuff. Check it out now if you can. So PastorBside.com. If you're digging on this new direction and want to support our ministry efforts and you're interested in providing financial support, uh, you can do so through the website in the support section. Again, any contribution amount would be greatly appreciated. So again, we want to thank you all for listening. Can't wait until we link up again. So until the next episode, grace and peace. Peace out. Slingshots and swords.